Welcome back, everyone, to the Hurt UK podcast. Um, suppose I should start by means of an apology for the last podcast. We were full of doom and gloom. And hmm. some people who haven't even bothered to turn up tonight, brackets Mike, uh, said we would gain no points from the last three games. Did However, you really? Two yeah. games. It was two games. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah, so I predicted... <laughs> I predicted uh, four points because I'm a hopeless romantic. I thought if we get... Hold anyway, on, we'll on. get into this. I better introduce... We've got, so got Chris and Anna here with me as well. And uh, um, just to reflect on the last podcast, I think there was a, 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 a toxic split between Schwartz in and Schwartz out. And mm. uh, one of the Schwartz, Schwartz uh, out has uh, thrown Chris under the bus by not turning up. Yeah. <laughs> tonight I'm so on my he, own. Can, he can uh he can handle uh whatever the mood is uh now about the coach but uh i was i was myself and anna very much sports in and for the first time in my life i've been vindicated <laughs> for my hope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well that as well that as well Chris, but, uh, were you Schwartz out i can't remember i was leading the charge for his departure Mike was there though. Mike was all over it as well. He was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think was. we said last two games would we get how many points would we get? And Mike said zero. I said three. And this was between Dortmund and Gladbach. And you said one. Yeah. And we got three. <laughs> Five yeah. pounds for me. <laughs> yeah. And then and then we took the decision to delay it again just because we yeah. thought, you know, <laughs> lightning might not strike twice on this project. But actually, it did, and so we've managed to accrue six points since we last met, which is really nice. Uh, we're out of the drop zone temporarily, at least. But let's hope we can uh, build on that. But it does feel like we've changed the system. We're, we, we, I, I wouldn't necessarily say. I mean, I can talk from being at Augsburg, the Augsburg game on Saturday. Mm. I would say it didn't look like free-flowing football. Although we tried to play and Augsburg... Didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they couldn't string two passes together and when we got the ball, they just chopped us to the floor. It was kind of... They were really hard to play against, I would have thought. But we're getting some points, you know. We could have easily... There have been times in our Hertha lives when we've played teams like that and those teams have gone 2-0 up. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so yeah. so it was us that went 2-0 up and the goals were, I would say, I mean, obviously we're, we need to row back to the uh, the Gladbach game, I think, Rolled where it, back, it all yeah. started. And this will be an opportunity to do that. But we we uh, hit to hit another strike from outside the box. We uh, Dodi scored a, a a spectacular goal and made it look so easy. Everyone assumed he was offside, which he wasn't. And I thought, oh, this is going straight to VAR. But when I saw it later, he was well entitled to put the ball in the net. Yeah. But I suppose yep. we need, do need to row back to mm-hmm. the uh, Gladbach game because what a bloody strike by Dardai. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this live. I couldn't believe it. Do you know what? That was like watching live, right? So it was one nil. No, it was one all. Sorry. We went one nil down. Yeah. Um, from a corner. Of course we did. And Jessic equalises. And it's like one one. And just before halftime, everyone's 
pumped up because we were actually making chances. And when the second half started, you know, you expect Gladbach to maybe oh, come out a little bit harder, but they didn't. There was no real control. They were a little bit like lax. And it was just such a strange moment because, first of all, we thought Tolga Djerci was going to, to hit it from the edge of the box and he, had, he just ran out of time. So he passed it to Dardai. And as soon as he struck it, we saw it going towards the net and we're like, it's going to hit the bar and come out because it was it was going straight for the crossbar. We're like, oh, my God, it hit the crossbar and went down. Like, what the hell was that? You know, everyone sort of it's the first time I've ever seen in my life that everyone Oscar turned round to look at the big screen behind them to look at the replay. And everyone just went, oh, wow. Like, it was brilliant. Yeah, I couldn't Bloody even fantastic. say, because obviously we, we know centre-halves are notorious for uh, not being good in front of goal, unless yeah. with their heads. So I take that back, they're good headers of the ball. But he, he struck that like flipping, you know, a world-class centre yeah. midfielder, didn't he? It he was, couldn't have hit it sweeter, could he? Yeah, and yeah. It, but technique as well, you could see it, it was... Then that it sort of you know, went in slow motion. Of, it it yeah. just yeah, strange. And not for the first time, and definitely not for the last. Hertz is saved by Dardai. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yes. Well, I think I think the frustration now is um, obviously carrying some sort of injury that is yeah. keeping him out, keeping him out of the games at the moment. Because uh, I think you said Anna that he pulled up in warm up. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I saw that posted. Saturday. Someone said, why is he warming up with the subs? And it was like a beforehand in training, they said he'd had a bit of a problem with his hip. But it was just too much for him to be able to play um, against Augsburg for some reason. He just So Rochel took over from him instead. So, yeah. But to be fair to Rochel, he, he got an assist in that game. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. But this yeah. is what we want, like a little bit of competition for places. Doesn't yeah. do any harm at all, really. Like This is what... We we don't really have so much at Herter. Is like oh, if the player's injured, it's like oh god, mm. let's go and look at the youth team who's fit. Yeah. Not not I oh mean, yeah, we've got we've got another decent player waiting in the wings. Yeah, you, know? you want them to be keeping each other out of the team, don't you? Grabbing their chance, yeah. having yeah. four or five, six games on the spin, and getting used um, to each other. It was it was it was an interesting second half because <clears throat> I think had Dardai not struck that so sweetly and it rocked in. Yeah, I couldn't see us winning that game. We no. weren't, we weren't on top. No, and you, you mentioned earlier about creating chances. I don't remember us creating the chances. First, first half, first Actually, half, second half, no, dreadful. Um, and first I just think... half, um, okay. there was two two chances by Niederlechner. One went just wide, and literally one was cleared off the line. So Gladbach did nothing going forwards. That was why I was like, yeah, we were better than them, but it was just because they were really poor. So after they conceded 1-1, they just sort of fell apart, Gladbach. They didn't do anything. We took, we took, we took, yeah. we took advantage of the fact that they did nothing. So, yeah. I'll take your point, Chris, on that. But I got the impression that Schwartz had said to the majority, like anyone in the midfield in the attack, just have a go. Like mm, yeah, buy a sure. ticket, because I know, basically, like, because yeah. there were a couple of efforts by Richter that went in Rosette, but mm. I was thinking, no, he's, he's having a go. This is all right, you know. Yeah. And when 
when and, when we're shooting, they're not attacking. So I'm like, I'm sort of in favour of that. And, and that, that by its very nature, Mark, is last chance saloon, isn't it? And I'm OK yeah. with that when we're picking up points. So I don't really mind. Um, we mentioned it before, didn't we? We laughed about how it was the grind. I don't really care. Bert says there's no pictures on the scoreboard. I don't care how we pick up points at the moment, as long as we're picking up points. Yeah. Um, and we can have that discussion in the summer um, because... I'm still I still don't think he's the long term answer. Um he might well be the medium term answer just out of necessity. Um if, as long as he keeps us up. Um but yeah, again yeah. the weekend not a great game, but a great three points, and that's all that matters really. Yeah. Yeah. I think our home form, I think the onion game was a real line in the sand whereby we didn't lay a glove on them. It was it was an well, we should have had a penalty. It was we should have had a penalty. I'm not going to forgive that. Never. It was, a, it was an absolutely abject performance from, you know, 1 to 11, apart from the right back that day. And I just think that was a real line in the sand moment whereby Schwartz must have thought, right, I'm it now. I'm, I'm, one, I'm one loss away from the sack. And... Um, he wouldn't get that with Augsburg. He, he would have got that with Augsburg, for example, but not Dortmund away. Dortmund away was a free hit. Um, and he'll have more games like that. And I dare say, if he continues to pick up points, obviously he'll be safe. But I still don't think he's many games away from the panic push button. Well, I think if he keeps us up with this squad, like, because we, like, we, we like a lot of the players because we're, we're Hertha fans and we're like behind those players. But in reality, not you know, enough. Yeah, they're, they're doing their best in like, and you mm. could see that against Dortmund. They actually didn't play badly, you know. They, yeah. they, it, it's one, you know, you, you lose the ball in the midfield and there's a bloody Champions League player worth 80 million pounds slotting it in the back of the net, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's an impossible, you know, it's virtually impossible, isn't it? It's like, it's I mean, it's just so yeah. challenging. And then, you know, they, they, the players aren't stupid. They must know that as soon as you like, as soon as you go one nil down against Dortmund currently, you're going to, you're going to struggle. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we it, had gonna... chances in that game as well. I yeah. mean, everyone, I suppose, every neutral, every fan in general of the German football league in general has just said, ah, oh, it wasn't 4-1. It shouldn't have been 4-1. It's That's not a fair score for the way it was played out. They just had four chances. They scored four goals. We yeah. had maybe 10 chances and scored one. Yeah, but I'll, so, I'll tell you now, if we scored 10, they would have scored 12 because it's yeah, like, just, you know, that's, it's, what, that's, that's the golf, isn't it? It's just, and that's the, Dortmund. there's a massive golf and it's not just us, I don't think it's... No. Going back to that Union game, I still don't... Uh, there was two fantastic saves from their keeper, which is fair enough. But the, the that second goal will will forever infuriate me because of that penalty incident because of the referee's words. Oh, I only looked at it because it was a derby. I was never going to change my mind, even if it was obvious that I was wrong. I was furious. Yeah. It's and it's things like that that make you really annoyed because yeah. you're like, well, that's not our fault. That's that's clearly a mistake from something beyond our control. I could yeah. watch that replay every single... Like, I could watch that replay 10 Had times we, a day and you still wouldn't change Anna, my mind. Say we got that penalty, say we scored, say the game finished 1-1, would that have been yeah. just? Yeah, I think so. I don't think Ooh. that Union had a shot on goal except for the two they scored. 
And yeah, but they also looked like they didn't break oh, sweat. They were, they were yeah. playing in second gear. They really were. Yeah, they if were. They, but that's what I don't think is true. I watch on Yawn a lot. And if, if obviously, because they play teams that are basically in the bottom, they couldn't beat Schalke. They lost 3-0 to Bayern. They look terrible. The only reason they beat Ajax is because Ajax gifted them a goal. They got a penalty and they scored. They could just corner. listen to what you're saying, Anna. The only reason they beat Ajax. I'd love to beat Ajax. Like, yeah. Ajax are fucking terrible. Did you watch the game? <laughs> they were dreadful. No, they were Again, bad. There's they, no. They I, I'd have been. I'd have been over the moon had we, you know, got that penalty. Um, I didn't think it was a penalty, but had we got the penalty, had we scored it, had we saw the game out one-one and got a point, I'd have been over the moon, 100 percent again because it's a point on the board um and points always feel great when you don't necessarily deserve them Um, yeah but they also feel fantastic when you run out convincing winners as we did in the second half against Gladbach so yeah I would say I would say though the the union game was like a watershed moment because that's when he after that that's when he switched to three at the back I agree. So I, I think, think it's fine. Like... No, that was uh, that he was Frankfurt. That, that was 100% Frankfurt because it was uh, his first, second half he switched to three at the back. And the game was very different from yeah. the first half, which is what you were talking about. So at Frankfurt, I was there. It was it was weird because I was in Frankfurt and <laughs> with a Frankfurt fan uh, watching my team, trying not to be here, like trying not to speak, just like, you know, sort of watching. Obviously, with him cheering next to me and like, ah, oh, uh, this is great fun. Actually, it was like, it was strange. Frankfurt was a game where it was, that wasn't a penalty. Everyone, I think you all said it wasn't a penalty. It was like wind blew him over. Yeah. But then then the second goal from Frankfurt was incredibly good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say I that. think they were more than convincing. We don't need to. Yeah. And, and then they switched to three, three at the back. We had one cleared off the line and we played much better with three at the back. And then they yeah. just stayed with three at the back. And then yeah. it, it worked perfectly against Gladbach a week Is later. That, I've got a question for you, Anna. You, you've probably, Mark as well, apologies. Mm. But I think Anna might be a, a little briefed on this because I think you've mentioned or something along these lines in our WhatsApp chat. We stay up. Mm. God, God willing, we stay up. And um, what what's our chances of a squad overhaul? Like, are, are we going to do this again next year, or are we, uh, we, we going to do something in the summer? Um, that all depends on this 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 bro- uh, broker deal with Triple Seven, doesn't it? With the the Lars Vinthorst investor that's or the investor that's taking over from Lars Vinthorst, who's meant to be taking over. Who Lars just, just explain briefly the triple seven thing for oh. any listeners who are not sure what it is. Okay, so Lars Vintors owns sixty-five, around sixty-five percent of the financial shares in the club, um, but he no longer wants them. We don't want him there. And Triple Seven is a sports investment company that wants to buy those shares. Hatter uh, and Triple Seven are in agreement. It's just because of Lars Vintors probably trying to get a bit more money. I don't know what he's trying to do, but he hasn't agreed with them yet. But we have. So hopefully that will go through and they want to give us they, they want seven. They actually probably want 75 percent of financial shares and they would give us 60 million euros to help pay for the like debts. But in terms of squad investment, it's probably going to have to come from sales of other players to bring in other players. Yeah, no one's going to buy. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be yeah. fair, someone like Luca Bacchio, someone in the winter transfer window, I think yeah. PSV Eindhoven was looking at him, Leon mm. was looking at him. They said, yeah. you know, we'll take it for 10 million or something. Know, what are you going to buy with that? 
10 mil, nothing. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> exactly. we're better off with him than selling him for so 10 million. So the thing million. is, his, his, contract, his contract expires in next summer. So yeah. uh, you either sort extend like his contract in. when he yeah. earns a lot of cash. Dodie is a great player, but he does earn a lot. And yeah. uh, he probably earns some, him and a few others earn maybe between three and five million per year. The thing is, can we afford to keep him with an investor? Maybe. We well, he's only just started to pay it back this season, you would argue, yeah. surely. Yeah, exactly. I'll just say, it's one thing to say, oh, well, he's a high earner, but like in the terms of the Bundesliga itself, he's mm. probably not. He's a high earner at the club, and eventually, if you keep like bringing down these salaries, we are going to be like bringing down the club into the second division because the calibre of player... Absolutely. You know, we can't but offer... We, we can't afford that other clubs can afford those salaries. We can't. Yeah. So, so it's still like if and anybody's is, listening, wanting terrible. some hope tonight, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's not there, you know. But it's cause... it's it's all come from. This isn't just this is, and this has come from like three, four years back where yeah. we spent all that money on players who are now gone. So okay, Bobic is gone, but he managed to sell Cunha for thirty million euros. He managed mm. to sell Cordoba for twenty million euros. However, he and his entourage costs like three million euros each. So it's like, okay, that's annoying mm. as it is. And then you've got uh, the issue of you've got players like Piontek, Toussaint, uh, Maulida, etc., who are earning wages but not performing. So we have to put them out on loan. And Piontek's mm. earning five million a year but not doing anything. Dodi Lukabakio was earning a lot and not doing much until yeah. this season. Toussaint yeah. is playing really well now but yeah. still costs a lot we spent 25 million on him 25 million on Piontek 16 million on Cunha the amount of players that were bought when Klinsmann and Pritz were in the club because that's what he wanted by the way though, nice it? nice new job Jürgen <laughs> Klinsmann by the way yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but um but you know this is it's just it put us in loads of though. debt it yeah, was fun, but, but it, it put us in debt. <laughs> like, I, know, I really struggle. I really struggle with this because I know, like, I should probably think know about better. the longevity, <laughs> the, the longevity of the club on the financial side of it. But actually, I couldn't care less. That's someone else's problem. Fix not it. if there's not if there's no club left. There isn't. If we can't pay yeah, the license fee, we don't have one. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. There'll always Wait. be a club. And I think, actually. I just want to see. I just want to. See, I don't want to be entertained. I just want to see nice football. I think um, the concern like, someone else is can worry about the, money. the concern. The concern is that we become like the 1860 Munich of Berlin, which is what mm. people are worried about because that's mm. exactly what they did, and mm. they got themselves relegated. And now they're in the second, the third division. So you're like, well, this could happen to anybody. It can happen to us as well. That's so that's fair. why. Which is why this investment is needed because we need the money at least to pay off some of the debts. Yeah. get some money back, invest in something else. But it's it's one of those things, though, like, the club will become, if this drags on, yeah. why why would Triple uh, Seven invest in a Bundesliga 2 team? Well, they invest yeah. in Genoa mm. and Paris FC. Ah, that's uh, one question. What's their yeah. track record? So, uh, Sevilla, I think they're involved in Sevilla. Uh, I like it. Uh, and um, Liège, Liège, Standard yeah. Liège, Paris FC, um, uh, Gamma in Brazil, and uh, one more. So you're sort of listing geographical locations where there is the potential to grow an audience, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Paris, obviously, yeah. but it's something as the Royal Paris Saint-Germain, yeah. doesn't it? But What's in it for them? 
I don't know. <laughs> have to ask them. What's, what's their <laughs> angle, Mark? What do you think? Well, I think that actually done well because we had before we had the in in Leicester the before the club was owned by the the Thai owners, it was owned by um, Milan Mandrik. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, uh, he kept going to Wednesday. Yeah, and he was the saviour of Portsmouth. Mm. And he sold he he left Leicester in a better position than so I think and I think like the the sort yeah. the sort of paper talk at the time was every club he goes to he seems to get a return on investment of about twelve percent yeah. of whatever he puts in. So I think it's just identifying because he didn't really take obviously he saved Portsmouth, they were in a mess and mm. and you know, he got Leicester into to um back into the Premier League and champions um, yeah and relegated again <laughs> and, yes. but, but you know that like the um yeah i think i think that they look at it as well if if you've got the experience to manage sports clubs there is a profit to be made you know and that's they're going to invest it and they're not doing it for the love one. of football that's no. it that's no. the reality of the matter but never you know never. They, neither, they need neither did Lars, they need a honest. place to invest they need a place to invest their money Sports club needs the investment, so follow it's, their uh, model. It's interesting as well that it's going to sound like something that people would not want, especially in Germany, because they already dislike it with the Red Bull company. But having uh, an investment company involved that has its fingers in many pies of other clubs means that there's a potential to buy players from those clubs. Bloody hell, Chris. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's all right. Um, if you understand what I mean, so like there yeah. was a player, there was a player that was gone to 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 Spanish club that they were trying to convince to come to us. He didn't want to come to us, and in the end, I think people were happier that he didn't because it, he didn't want to be with us. But he was at Liège, so he was at Standard Liège, and they own Standard Liège, so they wanted their influence to see if they could convince him to come to Berlin, and he obviously didn't because he didn't want to go. But at the end of the day, it's I'm his fine decision. with that. I'm fine with that, so long as we're the ones taking the cherries off the top. Yeah, of and I don't think it would be yeah. a case of, oh, we've got this fantastic player in the German Bundesliga, let's sell them to a club in the in 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 the third division of the French league, or you know, let's sell them to to some random team in Brazil. I think mm. it would be the opposite way around because we and would be the biggest club in that group. Do you know other what? than Sevilla? I'm fine with being. I'm a West Ham fan. I've always known a selling club. I'm fine with being a selling club. Look at the look at the biggest selling club in Dortmund in German football. That's Dortmund, Dortmund. I would argue. What a fantastic model! Mm. Not so much success recently, but what a ride they've been on, and they're, they're they're just constantly churning out talent. That that is what yeah. we need to that is what we need to replicate. You also got to remember it's talent that they bought rather than talent that they've made. Absolutely. We have talent we're actually making. So we've got this academy, three academy players scored against Gladbach. I mean, that's pretty crazy, yeah. isn't it? So but they're also quite good at like hoovering up people's. So I take Anna's point, mm-hmm. but they're sort of like the finishing school, aren't they? Of yeah. like they go around hoovering up everyone's best players and then yeah. make them into <laughs> brilliant players. And then sell and then sell them to Bayern. It, well, it becomes a self-fulfilling <laughs> yeah. prophecy, doesn't it? It's the it's it's lazy scouting because you know if Dortmund go and pick up a player from Birmingham City, you know you're going to watch that player. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Bellingham. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've, I've also like going back to the model where if we was in like a conglomerate, if that's the right word, 
or a sporting network whereby mm-hmm. um, a, a young player in the Belgian league, uh, they want to try him out before they sell him. So they, they send him to Hertha for a year or two. I don't think we're in a position currently whereby we can be snobbish about that. No. Yeah. I mean, but to also, be fair, yeah, yeah. you're right. Sorry, I'd, I'd say to yeah. that point, there's also a lot of unofficial networks doing exactly that kind of thing anyway, or whether they are yeah. driven by sponsors in the background. So I, I heard recently, and I didn't know this, but Man United ship off a couple of players to Royal Antwerp every year to develop. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and Leicester City have got something going on with Leuven, in, also in the Belgium League. You know, and, and Liège, isn't it, I think? We've got uh, Liège, so, yeah. Triple Seven yeah. have Liège, so... But Sevilla, again, is the, the other big club. So that Dodi Lukabaka was linked with Sevilla uh, in the winter window for obvious reasons. Well, yeah. that was for obvious reasons, you know. Uh, what would worry me is that we get all these players, we give them to bloody Sevilla. <laughs> does, he not, um, yeah. does he not run the risk of, um, and edit this out, Mark, if, if I do a, <laughs> do a naughty, but is it not like running the risk of a bit of money laundering? No, because no, well, I don't think so. The strict rules, the strict rules about how uh, who you how you can acquire players and how you, how you loan them and things like that. You know, I think otherwise that was one of, RB Leipzig would be in a lot yeah. of trouble. They've got twenty yeah. odd players they bought from Salzburg over the years. So, well, again, take the name RB out of it and just look at it as a football club working as a football club. They, they've got then, a pretty good yeah. model. Yeah. But that's, I mean, yeah, it's not very, it's not very yeah. German. You can no, always, no. you can almost look at it like, just put this on this head in a UK context. All of those London clubs, for for a time, and uh, maybe it doesn't happen as much, but it these days. But when I was growing up, it was like a player go round in London, like you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, like every London Five club Adams. off, off yeah. I go. Yeah. yeah, and they they're like they're like, I'd, and it's just this journey of like, well, I'll play for Leighton Orient now, and then QPR, then I'll make it to West Ham, yeah. then I'll get signed by Arsenal, Arsenal Tottenham. Yeah. Then, if then, I'm lucky, then, I'll retire at Southend on the sea. Yeah, exactly, and it's like this horseshoe effect. You suddenly, then you're going back down. I think that came from a time as well, Mark, when players didn't really like to move. Yeah, like Jimmy Greaves. I saw an interview. Obviously, it was the 30th anniversary of Bobby Moore's passing. And I saw an old interview Greavesy did, and he was saying, I didn't want to join West Ham. <laughs> I drunk at Spurs because I like to drink. I drunk at West Ham because I had to drink. It was one of those <laughs> things, you know? yeah. And he said, I only, only went to West Ham because I didn't have to move house and I could play with Moro. Yeah. And he, oh, he I had say. his pick, even at that point, he had his pick of clubs. Yeah. That's yeah. not going to happen so anymore, I'd, is it? How, I'll, I'll tell you how times have changed when when I was growing up. So I'm 50 next year for anyone who's interested. But if one. you want to are, send... are we having a party? Oh, yeah, we're party? definitely doing that. That's we're it, man. Doing that. Big party. I'm thinking about having like a Berlin one, but I think I might have to have a Leicester one as well. But when I was growing up as a uh, Lincoln City season ticket holder, on the, pro- on the programmes that we had, every season like for about 10 years it was exactly the same photo because the squad never changed <laughs> <laughs> it's like the manager of the squad was colin murphy was the manager and the squad the squad was almost identical every season mighty so, yeah oh those good times it ain't um, happening no more no, is it 
no, that's a different team next season, different yeah. team this season after. I, I suppose with our calibre of players at the moment, you're sort of thinking, thank God for these times. But, yeah. you know, the... Uh, <laughs> to be fair, uh, you know, they ain't been that bad, <laughs> to be honest. I can, no, I they do. Of, I they think of worse. Yeah, they're, they're putting a shift in at the moment, so... <laughs> they're working hard and that's what you can expect from them. I mean... They try to play football. Like you said, you were at the Augsburg game. They tried to play football. They did, they did play like, some no. they did play some um good football in, in patches, but it was so difficult. It was because Augsburg was so so determined not to play football. Yeah. It's frustrating. I, it's one of those things where they like you just they're either so good at it or so bad at it that you couldn't work out is this their tactic? Yeah. Or are Augsburg. they just shit? I know, that's, that's, <laughs> I can give you an answer, 100%. That's Augsburg's tactic, that's, that's yeah. it. Like they, if, you've ever, if you've ever had the pleasure yeah. of watching one of their games before, uh, because I love to watch the teams around us because I like to see what we're up against, you know. If you've had the pleasure of watching an Augsburg game before, they are absolutely, like, you want to I mean, smash your head against a brick wall, kind of boring. Yeah. That's how they're, bad they are. They're they're in an inexplicable nosedive anyway, like, I think, because, yeah. you know, was it 10 years ago that um, your man, Sheffield Wednesday guy, brought them up? Jos Lehukai. Yeah. And uh, he... You know, he did such a great job and they played such nice football. And then, who, Augsburg? Yeah, 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 Augsburg. Yeah, like they they, they were really like they came from nowhere. Augsburg and and good football. Are you okay? Yeah, no, no. (laughs) I I, I promise you. I promise you. No, you're right. They they were all right for a few years. I think they made Europa League or something at some point. Yeah, but it, it just doesn't seem. I can't understand why they're suddenly. It's just going downhill yeah. like that, but they, they, we also don't that care. Patch. No, <laughs> no, they are. No. Yeah, in a way, um, right, yeah, they're still helpful, they're still four points above us. God knows how. Um, but they, they if you have watched the games, they won at home. They won three games in a row at home, one nil. And as soon as they scored, they put ten men behind the ball. Yeah. It was awful yeah. to watch, and because they put ten men behind the ball, and the teams they were playing so Leverkusen, Hoffenheim, and Gladbach, they didn't have the creativity to be able to get work around that ten men behind mm. the ball because mm. they they just didn't know what to do next. But if you want to see a team that's in a real nosedive, you should take a look at Hoffenheim. <laughs> because well, that would be they, nice if they, yeah. they are awful well, at the moment, like with all that that's... talent. Yeah, as we're talking about Hoffenheim, it's probably a good moment to like just look ahead to the next three games. Which because uh, one of them is Hoffenheim, to... right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we've got Leverkusen away, Mainz at home, Hoffenheim away. So, um, I mean, say that again. Leverkusen at away. Three points. Oh, Mainz. <laughs> Mainz at home. Six one points. Point. Hoffenheim no. away. No. Don't do a mic on us. Seven points. <laughs> okay. Oh, Seven. do you yeah. really think so? Do you think so? I, I think, well, the way they're playing, if they're playing in a sort of last chance saloon, chuck everything at it, go a goal down, but we're going to score three, they'll always be in a game. Yeah. If they if they attack, the, if they play the games and not attack them and do what Ellsborg did and try try to stay in the game as long as possible and, and then try and get sit, seven late sit, on, yeah, they'll, just, not gonna they'll work. just get picked off. So they're not good enough to, to play that game. So they might as well just go at it. And actually, yeah. the best form of defence is attack. So, yeah. yeah. 
let's let's yeah, I'm gonna go seven points, Mark. Oof. Brave, brave. I'm making a note of this. <laughs> I'm not. I am not as brave as Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm going with four. I'm, I, I was about I even, to I, say the same as you. <laughs> where from? Where from? I think Hoffenheim and Mainz. Oh, Mainz. No, no, I think Mainz will. No. I, I don't think they'll struggle against us. They're like no. they're, they're just such a good team. Like no, no. They're sort of like the, <laughs> no, the team, no, the team no. I aspire to be. Like at the minute, like no. they're just organised. Yeah. Yeah. They're organised. They are, but um, they. Uh, Oh, they're they're too much like us. They're so similar, like the way they play, the the press, the boiling the ball high. They're really like us, which is why we drew with them in the last seconds when we played them away. Um, oh God, yeah, I remember that. I was there. Imagine how that felt. Yeah. <laughs> Just like yeah. no, how could this be happening? I sort you know? of set the mood for the rest of the season as well, oh, did it? That, that... It really God. did. Yeah, we're gonna try. We're we're gonna try. And And the thing is that that game, I can't even remember the second half because nothing happens. It was not bad. It was just frustrating. It was just waiting for the inevitable, wasn't it? You were sort of sitting there going, "Go on, go on." I'll just kick the ball out, you know, whatever. And I was like, "Okay." I even turned to someone at some point. I think it was like seventy-five minutes. Like, it's gonna be one all. You know that, right? Like, no, no, it's going to be one all. And of course, it got to 95 minutes, and I was like, maybe I was wrong. It's like, ah, oh, shit, I was right. <laughs> you know, it was, you just, oh, you were praying. Many, um, wide. How many wins do you think we need to secure our own safety? So, regardless of what other teams do, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, how many wins away away from safety? Five. Five from how many games left? Fourteen? Uh, twelve. Thirteen. Thirteen. What day are we on? No, twelve. I think it's twelve. Five from twelve. Yeah. Not beyond the realms of possibility. No. But that's, no, especially that's, with that's, my seven points, I've just predicted. But that's, um, we need Mike back here to give us nine. No, no, that's, that's to get 35. <laughs> that's to get 35. We got, we got to the playoff last year with 32. So it could be... F- or, I don't uh, want to play off again. Not no, here. I don't think anyone does, but we would take it over going down. Um, Ham- yeah. Hamburg don't either. No, no. Hamburg, won't be, <laughs> Hamburg won't even be in the playoff. They'll either go up or they'll finish fourth. I think that's what's going to happen to them. Um, that would be a shame. You've got, to, you've got to remember, we've got to play Bochum, Stuttgart at home, Bremen at home, Mainz at home. So uh, Schalke away, Schalke away, Hoffenheim away. Uh, there are winnable games there, though. I take Hannah's yeah. point. You know, it's mm, you've got mm. to, you know, imagine. the only two teams we've got left that I really worry about is Bayern and Leipzig. That's yeah. it. But imagine, if you imagine lose being... to them, you're not losing ground to anyone else around you, so that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I looked at Stuttgart's next five games, and it's something ridiculous like Bayern. Frankfurt, Leipzig, and I'm like, oof. <laughs> you know, you look at it and you go, oof. Because yeah. once you get into that cycle of losing, beating the teams that are yeah. around you, is yeah. is like, oh God. Yeah. And they just lost to Schalke. And that's really like 
a yeah. nail in the coffin. That's why that Gladbach game that. saved Schwarz a hundred percent. Yeah, he was he yeah. was going if we got beat that day. Yeah. yeah, we didn't. They they the Gladbach created one that one chance they scored, and then actually to be fair, you have to say it was eighty eight minutes. It was only two one. We scored two goals in the last five minutes, right? Yeah. That save from Oliver Christensen. Yeah. Saved the game. Because yeah, if that I had gone, him. because if that had gone in, it would have been a draw, and we would have been fucked. Um, yeah. He saved our ass, and it was yeah. a fantastic save. I have to say, you know, when you say players you could actually sell for a profit, Ollie would him, be one of them now. Oliver would be one of them. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, he would be. And I mean, yeah, that. But like, he's yeah. honestly, he's come on so much. Like, and this isn't me listening to Anna every day. I've seen it. <laughs> he, he was he was a little boy at the start of the season. He's becoming yeah. a man, you know. Yeah. He's he's wonderful. It's yeah, not just it's yeah. not just the way he plays. It's just everything about it's him. He's it's so his hair, enthusiastic. Isn't it? Yeah, the the what is it? The rooster comb, as uh, yeah. Bert calls him. I think um, it says a lot, though, doesn't it, for our club that he is becoming our leader. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And he's so he's what is he twenty twenty two years old. Doesn't that speak volumes? Little bit, little baby, yeah. you know. But he's got such, especially when we win, he's got such a, a a great personality about him. He's the first person to come over to fans. He's the first person yeah. to be dancing around, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and when he when he's angry, he he lets people know about it. Someone threw after the Union game. I think someone threw a cup at him, and he went ballistic. He was so upset. He was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, he didn't catch so, it either. <laughs> no, that was that would have been great, you know. Yeah. But no, he he was obviously everybody was upset. Well. Yeah. Oi. He said he parried it to safety, Chris. Said to... Parried it to safety. <laughs> yeah, only for someone else to tap it in. If you're if you're thinking about the next few games, I'm at two of them. I'm at the next one, the Leverkusen one away. I'm not sure what to. I'm not sure if I'm excited about that. I don't know what Leverkusen's yeah. like. Yeah, but I think Squeaky I'm. I think like I looked yeah. at the stats for Leverkusen last season when oh, we were in this weird. desperate situation, <laughs> as we are every year. Yeah. But historically, we've always been like measured up against them quite well. But yeah. not mm. not that you I can... will not. I'll, I'll beg to God that we don't have the same referee in VAR that we had last time we played Leverkusen home. The two-two with the handball. I pray God we don't get the same lot because <laughs> that that was the decision that I was like I've lost my faith in all gods to do with football. <laughs> yeah. How on earth is that not a penalty? Uh, yeah, Leverkusen they're strange. They just lost three one at home to Mainz, by the way, not this week, last week. So they drew away to Freiburg, then they lost to Mainz. No, three two. Sorry, they lost three two to Mainz. And Mainz, the thing is, I watched that game because I was I was on a break. Uh, I was like watching it during my break from work and I just I just watched it and thought they just look a bit clueless in possession mm, mm. so the, the the mites are very very good at sort of biding their time and waiting out and countering they're very good at that they're good at pressing they're fantastic pressing team and they, when Leverkusen couldn't deal with the press they 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 conceded so quickly but when they had the possession of the ball they didn't really know what to do with it so are, we like, on, um, are we on telly, Mark? Hmm. I don't know. Sunday. Uh, <laughs> no good asking me. I don't even know what day they're on. Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. As you found out last Sun- week. You're, oh, 
Wait, we're not on TV today at all. How awful. Uh, We're playing tomorrow. Those weren't the words I used, were they? I was like raging. I see her got beat again. Mark, we're not played. Oh. Yeah. 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 I think we are on Sunday this week. Sunday. Yeah. I made a special, the worst, I made a special effort for us to be in, for myself to be in so I could watch us on my big screen at home against Dortmund. Yeah. And then my, I, um, I, for some reason, I thought it was the Saturday. Pulled out all the stops. Ah. <laughs> got the beers yeah, so in. So silly, Mark. So yeah. silly. No, um, Leverkusen, I think we can get points from. Whether we will is another question. Mainz, I said one. I thought one. And I think we could beat Hoffenheim, depending on Hoffenheim's form at the time we play them. Because they are in such poor form. That if they continuously play with poor form and they continuously lose, we could well get the momentum to beat them. But they've got a decent team. And I don't think that Hoffenheim are bad enough to go down. And I said at the beginning of the season, my predictions to go down would be Schalke, Stuttgart and uh, Bochum. And they are now currently the three in the bottom three, I think, as well. So, I mean... Long may it continue. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Chris. Absolutely. But yeah, there you go. Leverkusen, it'll either be a draw or a loss. I, I just, I can't see it's winning. But. With that deep analysis, I think I'll call it a day on yeah. that. But let's uh, let's just dream about these five wins. Yeah. No, ma- no matter That's how crazy. we get them, that's all that matters. So thank you both and uh, see you soon. Bye Cheers, everyone.